Hey guys, welcome back to Top Comment Podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. It is my first guest, my first guest episode. Today we have the wonderful and amazing artist, musician, YouTuber, photographer, mixed media, multimedia, merch making dude. Um, he's an awesome guy. He goes by the name of Ben Aqua. This is our conversation that we recorded. I'm just gonna play it right through. It's raw, it's uncut. If you got kids around, you might wanna plug their ears. This is my chat with the one and only Ben Aqua. Yeah. All right, it's recording, so whenever Dope. you're ready. I'm recording too. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Well, you are my first guest on Top Comment, so I'm going to hopefully maybe like send you a prize or something after this. I deserve a <laughs> I prize. Fr- yeah, I felt like if like I did guests in person, I would like make something for them. Like I feel like people have like YouTube plaques and stuff, so I feel like if you were on the podcast, you should get something. Ooh, wait, is this this you have a new podcast and this is the first episode? You're not the first episode, but you're the first interview. So I've done like Ooh. eight, I think eight episodes on my own, but this is the first one where I'm talking to somebody else. So you were the first person I thought of. So, well, I feel very special. Thank you. So something I just recently realized doing some, so I was creeping pretty much everything you've done throughout this afternoon. Hope that isn't too weird. <laughs> um, um, it's a it's a little weird, but I'm a, okay with that. I feel like you and I are both two people that like do a lot on the internet. So it's it's not even that weird when someone's like, oh, I saw you do this. And you're like, you did? You're like, where did you find that? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's what, that's why we're putting out all this stuff so that everyone can see it and creep us basically. I like it when people creep me. Yeah. I feel like it's just a, it's, don't like show up to my door. No, that's where it gets. I mean, yeah, like don't, you don't can, dox me. But like, don't dox me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just inbox me, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but something I realized is you're even more infinitely more cooler than me than I thought originally. Is because you have your own Wikipedia page, man. I do have a Wikipedia page. It's not very long. It's not like super extravagant, but I I think it's mostly because I've there's been like a few articles about my music, and I guess when you get in that kind of media, you get into that zone. And then, like you, you don't like you don't mean anything to the world until you get into like you know a larger magazine's grasp, and then all of a sudden, a few people's eyes on you. It's like, whoa, you're a different person now. Yeah, it Welcome is. It, the, it, it is interesting. The how, internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is interesting how like a Wikipedia page is a bit of a measure of success now, too, right? Yeah, and a few other people have been like, I saw you on Wikipedia, and I was like. I didn't realize like that was like a a big thing I guess like I I guess well I guess like when you search for people's names a Wikipedia page can come up as the first result almost by default so I've made it to a next reality hopefully I don't know do you think I have I think so it's either like a black mirror thing where this is why we live forever is in Wikipedia articles or it's just a nice way for someone to get a good spark notes on who you are Yeah, I would. I would argue like all of the above. All of the above. Those yeah. two definitions. Uh, but the, you're you're more famous than me, though. No, 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 no. I think like I, we'll get into it. But what I wanted to talk about right away is is for anyone that's listening that doesn't know who Ben is, I'm gonna read just the first line of your Wikipedia, if that's okay. Oh boy, sure, go for it. It says Ben Aqua is an American multimedia artist, musician, and photographer based in Austin, Texas. I didn't dox you there. It's just just your state. This is true. This is true. Um, is there anything Yeehaw. you want to elaborate there? Cause I feel like you're, you're similar to me. I think this is why we sort of like bonded through the internet a little bit, I guess, specifically, I guess within like YouTube comments is that we both do a lot of things, 
right? Yes. Like you're taking photos, you're doing illustrations, you got that dope merch shop going, you're doing tech reviews, you're doing portraits, you know what I mean? It's sort of like you're all over the place doing like fantastic things. Um, well, thank you. What do you think is like, if someone asks you like specifically what you do, do you ever have like a, a go-to response? Um, I, uh, I'll usually say photographer first because that's kind of what I focus most of my attention on, but it almost depends on like who I'm talking to. Cause sometimes some will be like, Oh, you DJ. And then we'll talk about music for a little while. Cause I also produce music and I do DJ sets and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, my, my kind of default answer is like, like multimedia artist. Um, <laughs> but recently I've been actually saying YouTuber more because, um, it seems like it's it's like less of an abstract thing like almost like when you start to tell people and try to give them a picture of what you do and who you are or something they start to imagine like maybe what you sitting in your studio you know like at the controls or whatever but when you say something like i'm a youtuber people are like oh okay cool yeah i could i could see you doing that like i see i see a different almost i almost see a different response when people like hear youtuber versus like photographer or even dj or musician like it's easier to, it's more uh, like democratic or something for them to see. Yeah, I think it's like, cause like, I don't even think like my parents even know what I do, you know what I mean? Or, or even a lot of close <laughs> friends. It's sort of like, I feel like you have the default, like I'll usually go, go to photographer as well, or I'll say like filmmaker. Um, yeah. But I think like what's interesting is for me personally, and you might agree, I feel like I go through phases of the different trades that I do, right? It'll be like for a couple of months, I'm like, you know what, I'm just a musician right now. And that's the, the main thing that I'm focusing on. Not that other stuff sort of stops. It just feels like my ADD kicks in and I'm like, right now I just want to make music. And that might last for a day or that might last for like three, four weeks or even longer sometimes. Do you, have, do you find that too? Like I would even say like right now from an outside perspective, I feel like you're a bit of in like a YouTube phase, right? I am going through a YouTube phase. It feels like I was going to say poverty, but that's not the right. Well, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of related to. But what I'm th what I, the word I was trying to go for was puberty. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I'm 36 years old, I'm like going. I it seems like I'm going through some kind of puberty in terms of my creativity and my like. I mean, almost like exactly what you said. Like I go through spurts of time where I'm like, oh, I want to do YouTube videos for like two weeks obsessively. And, um, and then I'll do music for like two weeks obsessively. It's kind of like just do something as much as I can until I feel burnt out and then I just have to move on to something else. But typically it's just like, I tend to hone in on like media. I'm like, YouTube is cool and photography is cool because you can just like pump something out and then you're done, you can move on. You know, there's like that sense of completion of a project. Um, which to me, I don't know, that's one of the best feelings that I can feel. And like YouTube is so like, like a lot of my YouTube stuff is like, it's not perfect. I look back at some of the stuff and I'm like, oh man, that's so embarrassing. But at least I like finished something and that almost means more sometimes, you know? No, absolutely. I, I completely subscribe to that. Like I'm a huge thing of like, don't let perfect get in the way of being great. And I'm, I'm a huge, and I preach, I preach all the time, just like create, create, create as much as possible because I think it's better to have, I actually think it's better to have like an okay video up than no video at all. Right. Exactly. And I think about like, that. At least you tried. At least you tried. No, totally. And I, I think, you know, it's funny about YouTube and I wanted to talk a lot about YouTube because like, I think we're both like, we've dabbled here and there with like various different strategies of how to sort of approach that platform. Right. How do you feel about like the current state of YouTube? I know that's like a very loaded question. I think specifically to what like you and I do, which seems to be more so in the tips and how to space or even like tech review space. It seems like we are in one of the most sort of like saturated segments within the genre, right? Yet it, yet it always seems to do well. And this is something I wrestle with where it's like, 
I want to make films and I want to do like narrative content and I want to do like music videos and all that stuff, which I do here and there sporadically. But sometimes I can just like take an iPhone 8 Plus or like a Pixel 2 and just go out and show you how you can make B roll with it. And that's like my viral video. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the audience is like craving this sort of like, I don't want to call it generic, but it's, it, there's like a bit of a formula to it right now that I'm having a hard time, like creatively within myself sort of living into because like, I know what will do well, but that doesn't really jive with what I want to be doing. Do you know what I mean? I can absolutely relate to that. I'm actually going like, we're kind of twins in that way. I'm going through a very similar thing where there's, like you said, there's the videos that you know are going to work and you, you know, you do the right thumbnail for them. You do the right hashtags in the description and you, we will probably get a lot more views than that thing that you put like your heart and soul. not that you don't put your heart and soul into like, you know, a tutorial about how to use a, a lens or whatever. But I, yeah, I, I go back and forth between, you know, how much I should feed either or both of those things. And what I'm trying to figure out in my head, actually, like, it's so weird, the timing of this, because it's like almost exactly what I've been thinking about recently, just like how I can maybe merge those things where it still feels like it's something that has kind of like my stamp on it or, you know, my sense of humor or my personality, whatever it is, but still has that informative kind of quality to it, but also that I know will work, you know, in kind of the YouTube sphere, but also like, you know, like my weirdness and my quirks. And I mean, I, I think there's, I think there's ways to like almost take away the strategy and just because when it comes down to it, to me, it's just like, it's just about our personalities and who we are. And no matter how calculated we try to make that into something else, it's like, that's going to be at the core of all of our creations in my opinion. So I like, I'm super self-conscious about it, but I'm also like the other side of me just catches myself and just like, actually just like shut the hell up and just like be yourself and talk about something the way you would talk to like, you know, just a friend like don't think of it as like this is this huge audience I'm talking to it's more like oh I have like you know my my nerdy my nerdy camera friend Patrick and what like what let's like shoot the shit and oh can I curse yeah no absolutely yeah okay fuck shit fuck yeah. shit fuck shit um, get it out get yeah it out. so uh yeah let's uh here's Patrick let's shoot the shit about this new lens that we're both like nerdy about or whatever so I I mean I I think it's cool to see YouTube as like I'm seeing it more as like a sketchbook than I am like these are my you know these are like works of art that I'm like I'm proud of my videos but I'm not like these are my best creative accomplishments so I see it more like it's more like a train of thought yeah, I, I'm completely on the same page with that. I think I was talking to another friend about this recently, too, because some people get a little bit resentful towards sort of like the top tier YouTubers, I find. I don't know if you've ever experienced that with other creators. Oh, my God, totally. Totally, right? And I've always sort of like defended them, even if I don't agree with their strategy or the, the content they make. If I don't think it's like, if it's not my cup of tea, for example, right? I still, I still respect it because for the most part... A lot of them, and this isn't all of them, there are some that you're like, I have no idea why this this is doing so well, of course. But there are some of them, specifically I would say more in our space, like the filmmaking space, that they're really just being themselves. They're not they might not be doing anything sort of innovative in terms of the filmmaking craft itself, but their personality is is very truly them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what you were kind of just just talking about there too. And I wrestle with this as well because I think a lot of even like younger creators are looking at it as like, oh, let me just make sick B-roll like Peter McKinnon and I'm going to be the next Casey Neistat, right? But they're not they're not sitting there going like, what makes Casey Neistat and like Peter McKinnon so great is they, them themselves as a person. It's not really how they use the camera, right? Yes, that helps and whatnot, but I think a lot of people, and it's, it's so cool that you're, you're thinking about the exact same thing because I find myself thinking too much about the craft of it and not so much about like, who the hell is Patrick? You know what I mean? Like, who the hell am I? 
because like I think my friends like me and I think I do well for myself but like why have I not been able to like really push that in specifically within like the YouTube space I have found with this I have found with this podcast that I've been much more natural and like just just it's just me and I haven't like hid behind anything if that if that makes sense but I find within YouTube it just takes a little bit more courage to really like be like oh yeah like I think this is funny and it's stupid not a lot of people might like it but I know I fucking love it right and I want I want to get better at sort of like projecting that right yeah I mean so one of your videos I remember watching I think it was just called like leaves is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, you, uh, it was the, like from make, last go year. Make something. Yeah, the PSA yeah. one. Yeah, I actually like that. Actually, has stuck in my brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like thinking about it 24 seven, and I go to totally. sleep. Well, I did print it on a pillow actually, and I cut off the pillow amazing. every every night before bed. <laughs> the other side of the pillow is just a picture that I took of you smiling yeah, um, yeah. secretly. I don't um, feel so bad for creeping all day today, though. No. Oh no, it's totally fine. Yeah, That's what yeah. the internet's for. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that. So um, if anyone listening hasn't seen this video, uh, is it called Leaves or is it, what's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Go Make Something a P- and it's a PSA. It says Go Make Something a PSA. And then it's, yeah, yeah you're P- right. It's about leaves. Yeah. Yes, it's about leaves. And it's just like a simple but beautifully done video of just leaves. Like, and of course, since Patrick made it, it looks amazing and editing's perfect and stuff that, you know, everything's on point. And, but it has weirdly, like it has your sense of humor. You know, you say a PSA, um, you know, it just has your stamp on it. So whether you're in the video or not, or, I mean, are you even talking in that video? I can't remember. I don't even talk. It's all, it's all titles. It's all super based. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like, I see your sense of humor and I'm like, that's like, of course it's beautifully shot, but your sense of humor again is like, I think that's the backbone of that video and of your work. And, you know, I don't think that can be really like emulated like you said with like you know peter and casey and stuff it's like we can't we can do the exact same video but our personality is going to be really different you know just by default so i think videos like that that show off like you know your skills and use these lenses and that kind of stuff but also have your personality i think like I think that was at least successful, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, Patrick's really cool. <laughs> cause I like, cause I'm like that way. I, I felt like you, like your video became like personable, not that your other ones yeah. aren't or anything, but that one in particular yeah, yeah. was like, this is such a good, like mix of that, that level of like artistic creation and thought, but also that sense of humor and personality. And it really came through. That was, I was like, yes, this video, <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially about that, you're kind of making me self reflect a little bit because the, the other video that f- sort of blew up before me recently was my chef's table parody like the netflix food one yes yeah yeah, and like that was me going like i know i have sort of like the chops no pun intended because it was a food video but i know i have (laughs) (laughs) i know i have the ability to sort of shoot like really great cinematography but my whole thing was like how can i put like some sort of like i don't want to call it stupid but like like my i guess it's my sense of humor onto like i don't want it to be like i'm making a parody of what's happening like it is essentially a parody but i'm also just trying to be like there's better, we can all do this stuff too. I think that's like my main sort of goal is like even the top tier of stuff, like we all are relatively on the same playing field because I feel, and you know this too, it's like technology wise, man, like everything is accessible now. You can go out and buy like a $400 Panasonic G7 and shoot as good as like, it's as close to what it's like to shoot with like a red, to be quite frank, to be honest with you, because I've shot with reds and it's like, that that barrier is almost completely gone between like the accessibility and what we're able to create like it's literally just our minds that are stopping us right so i kind of feel like making fun of the craft itself by doing really good work 
is sort of just being like, hey, guys, you don't have to take it so seriously. Just have some fun here because we all have the tools to make great work. Right. And it makes me think of um, like Kai and Locke when they used to do, you know, like when they used to do the digital rev. Videos, absolutely. Absolutely. Those were yeah. like those were kind of mind altering for me and kind of life changing in a way to me because I saw like I was like, oh, yeah, YouTube videos don't just have to be like you know, how, how do you change your light bulb or like the top, t- the top 10 reasons, you know, Casey got to a million subscribers in a day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, obviously they were shot well and the audio is nice and stuff. So the technical stuff is just at the default, but their personalities came through and even the editing, like it's not like a perfect, you know, work of art or anything it's from a technical standpoint, but just like how their personalities came out. That's what really altered my perception of like YouTube being a creative space for, you know, and also people like people like Casey and Peter as well but YouTube being like this creative force for like honing in on all these different skills into one beast um, that is video Um, but also how we can like get our personalities out and explore more of that I think that's that's really what's so infectious about it not so much like the editing and stuff like that part to me is more kind of (laughs) tasky where like like letting our personality just kind of come out and even if it's cringy at sometimes, um, like sometimes, like you said, you just catch yourself where like, ah, oh, that's actually kind of funny. Like I'm pretty cool <laughs> or whatever. You know, you get that moment of like, it's almost like an aha moment where you're like, oh, I'm, it's, it's not so much like I'm the best person in the world. You're the best person. We're the best. I mean, we are the best creators in the world in case anyone listening is wondering. In case anyone's wondering, we, this, this is pure gold you're listening to right now. Yes. I'm going to auction the zip file of this on eBay as soon as we're done. But <laughs> I, but it's been a really kind of unexpectedly cool exercise for me. And it continues to be this like evolving thing because, you know, like you said, YouTube's changing, the algorithm keeps changing and it likes certain types of videos and it dislikes other kinds of videos. But then that changes like every five minutes and we have to stay up on that. I don't know if like, do you watch any of those videos that are like you like YouTube algorithm hacks, like changed for September, 2018. Do you watch any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, totally. It's one of those things where it's like, I hate that I know that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I try try not to, I try not to let it influence me, but there is a bit of a game to like all these platforms, right? Like I even find within Instagram, there's a game to that algorithm too, right? But the the challenges in that balance of, and I think it has to be a mixture of both. And I, I, I think like, sometimes it's hard to be just like, totally totally completely original you come out of nowhere right and the other side of it is like you are generic and you're doing the same thing as everybody else there's got to be this sort of like ebb and flow balance of a little bit of the two just because of how these algorithms work right there has to be like you know even dan mace was talking about that and his how to how to make a film film where he was like you know you do need that like punchy thumbnail and like the all caps titles and shit you know what i mean and like that's the sort of like necessary evils that i'm i'm like okay i'll settle for that if it means getting my message out the way that i want to get it out and say the things that i want to say like i'm okay doing that you know what i mean like everything has a formula right like pop music has a formula like netflix shows have a formula right it's just more it's more like you got to play the game just a little bit to say the things that you want to say and you can still be completely original obviously but there are like elements that you got to sort of pepper in that just to make sure you get seen otherwise you just fall into the sort of like oblivion of like ghost posts right where like no one sees anything it's interesting i think youtube's in like a funny space like right now because i feel like there's a lot of people trying to do the exact same thing but i don't think it's too late for anybody which is also really exciting a lot of people sit there like i think of like younger generations now being like they must feel so daunted going into a platform like that's matured so much and yet it's so young right 
because as much as we think like this is an old platform and maybe it is for us it's not at all like we still haven't like you'll see a video go viral and you're like i never even fucking thought of something like that before do you know what i mean you're like i never even it never even fathomed across my brain that someone would find that interesting and that's like a right away you're like holy shit there's still more ways to crack this right right it makes me think of um like something that rupaul says that i don't know if rupaul took this from someone else or if it's something that he just says but he said he always says like somebody turns 18 every day so in other words like yeah like life keeps going life keeps changing the trends change how we make things change um why we make why why we makes things change why we make th- <laughs> why we makes them changes yeah um but I, I i love that that's like a really good challenge and it like even more so i would say than making music um for me at least um and like even like photography sometimes like youtube seems like it's so much more of a challenge for me almost like from a technical standpoint um because you're just considering all these different you know things and then after you're done you're like oh it's not over you're still gonna make that thumbnail and like how can i make this pop um within my means and also within my aesthetic so that people will want to actually click on it you know and get those keywords in and all that fun stuff but it and 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 then when you start to see people actually react to it it's so fascinating to see like what people respond to and how they respond and i've been very surprised i've i've only really been doing it um i mean i've had a channel since i think 2012 but it's mostly just been like music and stuff that i posted and nothing fancy but really the first day of 2017 was like the first day i mean it was literally the first day of the year when i was like i i'm going to try to do youtube more as like a YouTuber and get into that mindset and do these videos, like get my mug on camera and which I'm, which I'm totally not comfortable with, uh, but I'm getting more and more comfortable. But even just since then, it's only been, you know, over a year since I've been really, you know, YouTubing as a verb. Um, it's even since then it's changed so much and like my aesthetic, you know, I don't like watch my old videos and stuff, but I can just see from, I see the thumbnail. I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell was I thinking? I was, why, (laughs) why was I so excited about this firmware update where I was like, I was trying to channel that whole, like jumping up in the air, like obsessed, um, like just insane coffee driven, whatever, um, YouTuber that's just like so randomly excited for no like damn reason. <laughs> I was like, maybe I need to be like that. And sometimes I am like that, but most of the time I'm more just like chill. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm like, I don't, you don't have to be like, you know, knocking down walls every time you, sh- you shoot a YouTube video, unless that's your personality. But I'm rambling, but like my point, my kind of point is like, I, I think it's, it's, I, again, I see it more as like a sketchbook. Like this is where I'm at in my life. These are the things that I'm using. I'm going to try to do these experiments and maybe this could be useful for someone else. Maybe I can make a little coin and support myself while doing it. Um, you know, and, and yeah, there's just so many aspects of it to think about. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I think think you said something right towards the end there where you were like, it's an experiment for you. And I see it like the exact same way. Like almost every video I make on that, on that as an experiment, some of them I just sort of like passively put up because I'm like, Hey, maybe something like this, maybe someone will, it has no sort of agenda, but some of them, I, some of them I put together and I'm like, this is a bit of an experiment. Like part of me is like, I just want to see what happens. And I totally agree that you never know what video is going to be the video, right? Right. And you know, you never really know how anyone's going to react to it, to any of your content, which is like, for me, that's like you said, it's like the, that's the fun part of the challenge, right? Yeah. Is the sort of the unknown of how this audience is going to react to what you sort of like put everything into or put a little bit into whatever that is, right. is sort of the reason why I keep coming back to it. And I'll take breaks from it and be like, ah, you know what? Fuck YouTube. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> I was actually, actually, you know, you know, trembling water, you know, Ash Taylor. 
Um, have you ever seen his videos? If not, so. if you if you haven't seen, it, I'll link. He has some of the most beautiful tech cinematography that I've ever seen. And he actually reached out to me a while ago. He was living in the UK and he started using some of my music. Um, and but he just moved to Toronto, so we kind of connected while he was here. Cool. And we've been chatting here and there. But even he's sort of taken a break from it all. And when I watch his stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm like, man, this stuff is so good. But like, if your mind's not there and you're not happy making it, it doesn't matter how good you are at it. Right. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? You really have to love what you do, to, especially within YouTube, to yeah. do it consistently. And something I always gather from your videos is you actually do enjoy yourself. And that's why you're so consistent with it. And that's why I find like every channel and every person in every platform has this sort of like, like their sort of like intro period, right? And yeah. sometimes that intro period is like a month and you're really lucky and one video sort of like pops off or sometimes it's two years and you're doing the same thing and all of a sudden you do that one that gets covered by like some website or something and the next thing you know you're on trending for the next your mkbhd do you know what i mean <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um and i think that's what's so exciting about it and it's sort of like the consistency and the passion is like the baseline default of getting to that success right, right? i think like the opportunities all come from people that are just like hustling and pushing every day they're not like i think i'm doing it the wrong way in the sense that i'm just like way too passive with it whereas like on instagram i hustle really hard with and that's why i know that platform's doing so much better for me right because i'm actually putting the energy to, into it right yeah what do you think i mean like what do you um about instagram like what do you think is driving you more to create content for instagram versus youtube i think it's because I've been at it for longer that I know maybe more about what what works well and what makes me happy doing it too. Uh -huh. I think I haven't really found the happiness portion of YouTube, if that makes sense. Huh. Like I've found, I've found the sort of like, I think I've found a bit of a balance of like what I know would do well creatively, but I'm like, much like you, I'm looking for that balance of like, what am I actually happy doing consistently? Yeah. Because I don't want to half-ass it because that's what I feel like I've been doing with, with YouTube where it's like, I'll get into something. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. And then all of a sudden it's like really boring for me and I don't even want to make the video. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm just letting the audience down so I'd rather not make it at all right mm. whereas I found with Instagram I have found that balance of like I'm happy shooting what I shoot the audience really loves it so let me just consistently keep doing that until like hey you know what this stuff sucks and then I got to move on to whatever's next right right my worry with Instagram and I was talking to somebody else about this recently too is like these platforms like shift and switch so quickly on a dime like they just like become uncool very fast right oh my god yes and and I'm worried, I don't want to say I'm worried, but like what happens when like Instagram isn't cool anymore and like we've all invested a lot into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, I don't want Instagram to be the only platform that I'm sort of like seen on or quote unquote famous, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, you know, if next year, if Instagram's not cool anymore and some other LA startup comes out with some crazy app and everyone's like, yo, this is the new Vine or something, I'm like, holy shit, like I gotta be on my game to like now build that one too. Like it's always like a constant push and hustle, yeah. but I don't like having all my eggs in one basket. And that's why I keep coming back to things like YouTube. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's like, I wanna make sure I have sort of a footprint in all of the sort of mediums that are doing well, because I wanna keep having a voice. I don't wanna sort of like lose my voice out here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good idea that you have a lot of eggs in a lot of different baskets too. Um, you know, you get the experience and you, you, you realize like, oh, this works for this platform. This doesn't work for this one. I think like Instagram's a really like interesting one um, because it's, it's like purely visual and, you know, text can be related obviously to it, but you know, you see the comments and stuff immediately. Like it seems to have more of like, 
like like us like it like the social aspect seems i mean obviously youtube has a lot of social aspects as well and the comment sections can be insane yeah. <laughs> and stuff but like but you but um but instagram seems to have like an edge in terms of like that immediate um interaction um but also um i don't but i don't know I'm, i started to say that but then i was like i don't know because youtube can actually be the same thing but i like i would say the audience is at least for my videos on my instagram um, or just my content on my Instagram versus YouTube, they're pretty drastically different. Like I don't, I think most of my, uh, my fans, whatever you want to call them on Instagram, I think they could give like two shits about, you know, the latest lens that Panasonic dropped or like that fact that Panasonic's like rumored to make these cameras or whatever. Like, I really don't think they care. And I was, I would say the same thing about Facebook as well. Um, and then YouTube for some reason is like the tutorial, like this lens is about to come out like champion of the world for some, like, I don't know how it became that. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, right. I was thinking about it's that so today. different. But because I, you know, what's funny is like, I, I question it, but then I consume it left, right and center too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I find myself, like you go through my search history and it's like GH5 this or black magic pocket test. You know what I mean? It's, it's all, uh-huh. it's all some sort of like dive into like understanding, like what's the best out there? How can I get the most out of the gear that I already own? For me, a lot of it is like, how do I find the cheapest stuff that does the best? <laughs> like, I just like that is exactly yeah. me too. Um, and yeah. because I'm, I'm a huge sort of like supporter of like, you don't need the most expensive stuff, and I, you are the same way. I just don't. I don't think. I think a lot of people go out and spend a lot of money thinking it's going to make them better at whatever they do, and it's just not. It's not the case. From everything I've learned, it's not the case. Um, right. And it's, and it's so hard to balance that ideal with like, you know, you're like, I want to, like, I, you know, I want to monetize my videos. I do monetize my videos. I want, I want to make this my living. And it kind of has become that for me. I'm really, I'm like, I feel really fortunate in that way. Um, but, but I also don't like you're saying, like, I don't want to like deceive people into thinking that, you know, just because I got this new camera because I was curious about it or whatever, like, just like you said, you don't need that to create something that looks just as good as that red camera. Um, like I love that you posted actually that G7 video and I, I have this video that I've been scripting out that's going to be kind of like shit photographers or shit pro photographers say to newbies nice. or something yeah. like that. Um, where it's kind of like, like Kai and, and Locke made one of those for digital rev, maybe like two or three totally. years ago that was like how to piss off a pro photographer totally. that was just like, Oh my God, this is exactly how I feel about this. But I kind of want to do something like that, but like with my sense of humor and updated with like newer technology or newer terms and stuff like that. And one of them is going to be a little joke about like, Oh, the GH five is a professional photographer, uh, camera, but, uh, the G seven, what's that? You know, stuff <laughs> like that. It's kind of stupid. No, like it's, humor. No, it's like, good. If, yep. if you, unless you know anything about, if you don't know anything about photography, it may not be funny at all, but like, it's a very like niche kind of thing to talk about. Dude, I can't, but, I can't even um, tell you how many yeah. like professional shoots I've gone to where I've just like dressed up the G85 with like a small HD and like a cage and like map box and stuff just yeah just just, for no other reason than it looks cooler and practicality wise it goes way down i don't like filming with a screen on it i don't like filming (laughs) with a cage i love like g85 on its own with like a 1235 on or something and i don't want whoever's listening that isn't into cameras they're just like we just we went we're we're like neil degrasse tyson talking about astrophysics now we're just like (laughs) (laughs) we've switched to the other language that like yeah exactly they need an interpreter at this point yeah Yeah, but it's just, I feel like I'm constantly telling at at all walks of life and and careers that like, you know, you went and spent 50 grand on a red that you're still paying off for the last like two years because you had to take a mortgage out for it. (laughs) And here I am running around with like a $1,200 camera like that. It's my full time job, right? 
so I, I, I don't, it's not even to be preachy. It's just like, I'm just trying to show people like, and you're doing the same thing where it's like, I'm just trying to show people that like, look, you can do it with everything that we have right now. Like everything else is, is honestly, it's marketing, right? Like, especially even with phones. Like I watch a lot of MKBHD videos and I love his channel. And I love what he does, but like the constantly updating of like marginal, marginal, indiscernible differences between like camera qualities and like flagship phones it's just it's getting kind of like ridiculous now that people are sitting there going in 300 percent on a on an iphone 10 video and comparing it to the pixel 2 at like 400 percent in like the same light <laughs> and which how is the fall off on the portrait mode and everything oh right and you're God, sitting there like yeah. everyone's gonna take this camera and take awful selfies with it and shitty pictures <laughs> of food <laughs> right right and it's just it's so crazy how manipulated the sort of industry became specifically because all these manufacturers just want to make more money by pumping out a new camera every year right yeah and do you do, like? I'm, like, do you get a lot of those comments that are that are like, "Oh, like uh, this is cool, like how you shot this." Like, do you think I need to get it too to make to make my video yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff? And and, they, and then you're like, "Well, what do you want to do with it?" Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, "I don't like the what do you want to do with it?" Part is the question that remains unanswered. I, I had a conversation that went exactly that way, and I'm not trying to talk shade towards anybody because I don't, you know, like I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I, I think it's wonderful that we're curious and you know interested creatures. But I had this conversation with somebody that he's like, "Hey, I saw this video that you did a comparison of these two cameras. They're both like pretty cheap cameras at this point. You can get each one. I mean, cheap-ish. You can get each one for like under 500 US dollars. You know, they're on the. They're, they're not considered." quote professional <laughs> cameras but but he was asking me you know is this one going to be better for me or is this one and I was like well what are you going to do with it and he didn't, he didn't really answer it he was just like telling me the qualities of the camera that he wanted but he wasn't necessarily saying like oh I'm going to shoot like you know food or I'm going to go to restaurants and shoot music you know music videos or you know yeah it, he wasn't like he didn't have specific. an objective there was no objective for it right yeah and again like I don't I'm not trying to say like there's that's necessarily a bad thing because you know we can get a camera just get inspired by a new gadget I totally Absolutely. understand Stand that trust Absolutely. me yeah like, no likewise like likewise. 80 yeah like 80 percent of my videos are me just being like a new gadget yes what yeah, does it do totally. <laughs> you know doing these like kind of like almost boring photo tests between you know this iso versus this iso and somehow that gets like thirty thousand views <laughs> absolutely absolutely so i'm not to be honest, that man, game, that's, but... a, that's the stuff i was literally watching a gh4 or gh5 iso test like earlier today <laughs> <laughs> which is so it's I almost feel, I don't know, but like, do you feel almost silly watching those sometimes? Because you're like, Absolutely. oh my God, is it really going to be that much better if I get the GH5 versus, you know, the GH 2.8 or whatever? Totally, you know, totally. It's, it, I, it's so indiscernible, man. Like all of this stuff. I feel like I say this with phones. I think like from an iPhone 6 plus to now, I think everyone was fine. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, yeah. the iPhone 6S, sorry, the 6S was probably like the tipping point where it's like, okay, this is good enough for like 99.9% of people out there. Yeah. Everything beyond that point is just sort of like incremental upgrades and nice to haves, but it has no real impact on your day-to-day -day use of that, of that, of that phone. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, the GH4 is, is just one example of all the cameras that are out. Like, that's a camera that's like almost four or five years old now that I have, that I bought used actually like six, seven months ago that I've used on like professional gigs recently, right? And I, the only reason I just bought a G, so I bought a GH5 on Sunday. The only reason was because I got a crazy, crazy good deal used. And the only thing I was thinking of is like, I want two cameras with V-Log on them. I didn't really want to buy another GH4. So I said, you know what? This GH5 is a good deal. Let me just make those my two like AB cams. And then I have the G85 still for like photos and whatnot. 
but I was sitting there like watching like all these side by sides and stuff. And I'm like, I already know the GH4 is a great camera. Like, why do I care if it's better or worse than my new camera? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, but I'm like still sucked into it, right? Like, I'm still sucked into like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, when you do get to ISO 3200, it is a little bit like grainy in the shadows. <laughs> I'm like, and then I'm thinking back and I'm like, I'm adding grain and post to everything I do anyways. Like, why do I give a shit about this stuff? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's really, really, it's, it's like, I don't know the psychology of it. I, it, I think it's like, I do think like on, like I watch a lot of stuff, obviously we all watch a lot of stuff on like Netflix and like, like tradition, I want to call, I don't want to call it traditional media, but I feel like, you know, you go to the theater and you watch a movie, you watch something that's like actually like a Hollywood production. Mm. Dude, some of the stuff that that gets put out into like cinemas looks way shittier than a lot of stuff that people are making on YouTube in terms of like an image quality standpoint, right? Totally. The difference is, and what matters most out of everything here, is the idea in the story. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not, it has nothing to do with like the dynamic range or how your highlights look or the ISO, whatever. <laughs> it's all it's all about like what the hell the story and the idea was. Yeah. And I think that's even like to circle back. I feel like that was such like a, a marketing thing to say to circle back. Um, but to circle <laughs> well done, back, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> um, but to circle back on what we were talking about, even with like that leaves video I did, I think that was sort of touching on that too. It was like, you know, a lot. I think we all, we're all victimless. And like the, th- the funny thing about that leaves video is like I was talking to myself in that. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I wanted to make a video. And I wanted to make something, but the only thing that was coming to my mind was like, I'm just gonna do sexy b-roll with this like crazy shallow depth of field you know what i mean like and it works it's sort of like and it works and it works but it was also like trying to kick myself in the ass of being like dude go make something that has like an actual fucking idea to it don't just like keep shooting all this b-roll stuff and that's yeah. still a thing i wrestle with all the time but the thing is like i just have fun doing it you know what i mean like i i when i got the gh5 i was like this thing has 180 fps i've never had high frame rates in a camera before it's raining let me go outside and just shoot crazy slow-mo of the rain in toronto yeah. Do I think it's a do I think it's a crazy new original idea? Absolutely not. But it was fun as hell to shoot, and some people are going to be interested to see what that frame rate looks like, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think that that's a that's another particular audience that I think we're tapping into. But it's also just like a very niche thing within the sort of like filmmaking industry. Like we're all pretty much talking to ourselves, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and and a lot of those like camera comparison kind of videos, like they crack me up. I've you know, as you know, I've done like several of them as well. But a lot of those differences, you're not, like no one's going to notice those. You can't notice them unless you have both of those cameras taking the same exact photo or video. And the only reason that, well, I would guess. Uh, maybe not the only reason, but like most of the reason why somebody might actually do such a boring video that I've done like that many times um, is when you're comparing two cameras. But if you just have one of those cameras, no one's going to be able to tell the difference no between one's tell the, the difference. G85 Absolutely. and the GH5 because you don't have both cameras next to each other. You know exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's um, something I've been wrestling with. It's something I'm wrestling with now with like the Mavic Two. You know what I mean? I'm like, do I sell uh, yeah. my Mavic? Do I sell my Mavic Pro? And then I'm watching all this stuff and I'm seeing side by sides and I'm like. Actually, I, I, if it didn't know ex- it existed, I'm not unhappy with what I have right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I'm trying not to let the marketing suck me into being like, oh, I need this new Hasselblad camera, which is probably oh, just God. a pure marketing bullshit thing, anyways. Yeah. It's literally just a sticker on that sensor. But for me, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's sort of like I hate. I don't know. That hates a strong word. I feel like I, I That's worry a strong about strong word. Patrick. It is. I worry about I worry about how the industry is starting to put too much emphasis on the gear that you have and not how you use the gear and i think that's what bothers me the most about all the comparison stuff and maybe like the the pixel peeping on things is that indirectly we are fueling a little bit of that worrying about that and not worrying about the stories and ideas do you know what i mean right so i 
It's a good question because it's like how if like if we have more of like you know I don't even know what to call it other than like the art mindset or the artistic filmmaker mindset or whatever like if we have more of that inclination versus just the technicalities of each camera like how do we get the that same kind of audience to be like hey hey over here look over here your story is cool too this is how you build a story this is why a story is important to your video and this is a kind of funny anecdote that actually just happened to me over the weekend. I was at like a family gathering and there was a six, uh, six year old relative and he like, he's like sitting on my lap or playing with his dad's phone. He's playing games and stuff. And then he's, and then he found out that I do YouTube because somebody's like, Oh, he's on YouTube. So he's like, and this is a six year old boy <laughs> in, te- in the middle of, of like nowhere, Texas. And this, this little kid sitting on my lap, all of a sudden when he hears the word YouTube, he looks at me with these like crazy eyes and, and is like, you do YouTube. Where's your camera? Where's your camera? And I, like, I purposefully like had my camera, I brought my, actually brought like my full like vlogging rig just in case, you know, there was a cow in the backyard that was doing something funny or something. <laughs> I didn't end up using it, but, um, but I, I kept it, I, I have a really bad time or a really hard time, um, separating like family moments like that and photography. Like I can totally. only do one at a time. I can't, you know, if someone's like photograph my wedding, I'll be like, there's no way I will be able to attend and photograph the wedding. I will be so fixated on one or the other, you know, absolutely. No, I, I absolutely. really suck at like multitasking. <laughs> but anyway, no, it's, this, it's so, better to be best best at one thing than let one suffer obviously yeah exactly yeah. it's like if you want me to be present i will just come to your wedding if you want me to photograph it i will just photograph it i completely um, agree with that yeah so so this little kid sitting on my lap uh, six years old he's like get your camera and i was like hey well i have my phone right here let's do a video right now and, and then he's looking at me like i'm crazy all of a sudden this is like a six-year-old kid is looking at me like this and it's it's not like i have like the iphone 2gs or whatever it's like i have you know i have my iphone 10 the fancy whatever and i and i'm like here press record point it at me we'll film a video right now and and he's he presses record we do this like two minute video i might i should probably actually put this video like in one of my youtube videos because it's kind of priceless it's like all the family members being like what are you doing what are you doing and me sitting there like (laughs) greetings earthlings welcome but uh, anyway when we're done with the video he's like okay now get your real camera and i was like what do you mean he's like your youtube camera and i was like oh like my my fancy one he's like yeah get that one because this isn't a real one (laughs) That's so funny. This isn't a real YouTube video. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I mean, I I was like, iPhone 10 is actually great quality. It's great. Yeah, it's absolutely great. I was like arguing. I felt, I was like, are you, do you watch my YouTube or something? Are you, are you one of my YouTube trolls? Cause he, he started to say the funniest thing. He was just like, I'll smash the like if you get it. And I was like, what did you just say? He said, I'll smash the like. But then when I was like, oh, I I actually explained to him. I was like, I don't want to get my camera because I'm trying to enjoy the family moment. I'll be really distracted. And you can totally, I was like, explain. I was like, you could totally do YouTube videos with a phone. In fact, a lot of people have really popular channels (laughs) from doing it. He was not having it. And then when I told him that he couldn't get, uh, that I didn't want to get my camera, he was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to smash the like anymore. That's so funny. It's crazy Real how, life. like, it's crazy how, I mean, I'm not surprised how much the sort of, like, the pop culture of YouTube has, like, infected, like, the youth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That whole, like, mentality of, like, smash the like button, make sure you rate and comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> right. Like, that's sort of become just, like, part of vocabulary now, which I think is actually, I don't no, I don't want to call it a bad thing. It's just sort of, like, it's, it's just the nature of the way the internet went. You know what I mean? It's, it's just thing. sort of how yeah. pop cultures went. Um what is interesting, more interesting about that story is how he knew, or was it he or she? He. he. Uh-huh. How he how he knew the difference between like, yo, it's not a real video if you're just using your iPhone, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's really interesting because like I know like certain kids that are like, you know, I feel like 
they haven't grasped yet that they can actually make everything with what's in their pocket, right? Right. And I, I feel like, more, I think I think that's why a lot of my videos that have actually really popped off have been phone related, right? Whether it's like the moment lenses stuff or yeah. like comparing Pixel 2 to iPhone and whatnot is like, I think the accessibility of like everyone actually has this in their pocket. I wish more people would realize like that's the first tool into the next step of like, hey, now maybe you can buy a camera, right? Yeah. But I think people are skipping that step and saying, yeah, I have an iPhone 10, but I need to go buy a Sony a7 III because I'm not a filmmaker without a Sony a7 III. Oh, but meanwhile, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, I, I want to help push that forward or being like, hey, guess what? Step one is come up with a really cool idea. And then guess what? In your pocket is your filming device, your distribution device and your editing device. You can do it all with that. And if that stops you and you're like, shit, I can't do what I want to do because this phone sucks. Right. Then I would say, okay, now, now go buy a camera. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what like what do you think is the best way to like to to like infiltrate the audience with that kind of tactic? <laughs> like what's what's the way to kind of trick people into clicking on that thumbnail? Totally. And for me it's like the only way that it's worked for me is like been those sort of like the I hate even using the word, but those cinematic tests with with phones, yes, do you know what I mean? That word. Where I'll I'll just yes, yeah, cinematic. Like what the hell does cinematic. that even mean? What does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> who am I who am I to define cinematic? Because cinematic right. is very different to every single person that watches something, right? Exactly. It's it's I, I guess it's sort of the definition of cinematic on YouTube is the sexy slow-mo B-roll with with the 16/9 bars, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, and I think for me, it's sort of been like, there was that one video I did where I, I did like, I was, I think it was called like shooting a professional food video with the pixel Two. Oh yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. I think that one sort of like was a good balance of me showing that it wasn't the gear stopping me from making whatever I needed to make. I was just using my phone. Yes. It's the newest and greatest and best, but that wasn't really the point of it. The point of it really was that you can just grab your phone and go shoot a commercial basically now. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I really did not as I'll never buy a Samsung phone, but I do love how they did that whole campaign with Casey about, you know, like shooting commercials with phones and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the idea around that. But I feel like it's still a challenge because the camera manufacturer is still shoving down our throats that we all need the 4K 60 FPS. We need this yep. and that and vlog and you know high <laughs> dynamic range and all this all this stuff. But the, you know what's fighting back is the phone industry going, yeah, guess what? Like Huawei's got a Leica camera in it now. Again, probably just a sticker on the sensor. We're <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> like LG's putting log formats on their camera by default do you know what i mean like they yeah. are starting to wake up to the idea that more people are just using these as creation devices more than they are communication devices right yeah well i i, I mean to go along with that like the phone industry is pretty interesting in that way because they're like injecting these new technologies like i wouldn't be surprised if like iphone 13 is like we have a hasselblad medium format lens totally. or whatever yeah totally man now in the new iphone 13 um but i I, I kind of applaud those efforts too, because at least those kind of companies are like advancing this idea that like you don't need a giant camera to get just as good results. I mean, there's so many times and like you can probably relate to where like I see a photo and someone's like, I took this on my new, you know, like Canon, you know, whatever, 8,000D, 8 billion yeah, D yeah, that, that's yeah. like 8,000 megapixels. And, I'll, and I have a thought, it's a little bit shady. I'm not trying to be rude when I think this, but I'm just like... Man, you could have taken that on an iPhone. Absolutely, no, <laughs> or absolutely. you know the Pixel too. You know, absolutely. And, and I love, um, but but it's but it's a good question though. It's like how because I'm with you. Like how to infiltrate the people that are like the cinematic way to do it is with 60 frames per second, 4K or like whatever it is. It's like yeah, you could do that with like you said the iPhone 6s, and it'll look just as quote cinematic as something else. But um, I mean. 
like talking about how to like infiltrate the audience, like in my, like in switching gears a little bit, like, so when I, when I started making, um, music, I started making these kind of like, uh, well, not when I started making music, but when I started getting more into like, more like club friendly kind of stuff, when I started DJing and stuff, the, the, the songs that popped off more than anything else were these edits that I made of popular songs, of course, you know, like the mashup kind of thing. I was like, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, I, cho- like chops and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, take yeah. that song that, that was just released and then make a remix of it immediately, even if it's a bootleg kind of crappy version or whatever with like a dumb beat, like the most popular songs that I've made are not my original songs that I spent four years making. They're the ones that I made in like three hours with my, at like five in the morning when I was like, Oh snap, like stupid hope. I Nicki Minaj is out. I need to make my version of it like right now and nothing's going to stop me. And then it pops off because you use the right keywords. It's like almost this, it's a, it's such a, similar beast as youtube in that kind it of is. way it is absolutely it's just, it is it's just the different thing because i'm not like you know we're not in front of the camera on soundcloud and stuff when it came out but but i but that's how i think i like you know I, i'm not like peter mckinnon of soundcloud or anything it's not what i'm trying to say but it's like those are the kind of things that popped off and that's what kind of like almost like tricked people like some people that would never have heard of me like they would have clicked on the Nicki minaj hashtag and then all of a sudden they're like who's this ben aqua fool oh damn like he's got other edits of sierra whatever and then that's and then once i had them um i'm like oh i've got you now so (laughs) i'm like i have deceived you so then that's when i i can take the opportunity and you and whoever can take the opportunity to be like okay now that we have your eyeballs um you don't have to do this to be cinematic or this is why this is hilarious i actually think a video that would do really well and um you can steal the idea if you want or we can collab from afar maybe it's like how it's like how to be cinematic bro or like some video like that absolutely where we just where we make something that is (laughs) you can probably almost guess what i'm about to say but we make something that's like hashtag you know cinematic that looks you know nice or whatever but it's it's just i mean you actually you kind of already made the video it's called um just make something so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. leaves leaves was basically that but almost like a like more like a not that you wasn't tongue-in-cheek but like just like a a, like a hilarious like really nerdy youtube specific like if you want to be peter mckinnon this is exactly what you need to do yeah like i feel like youtube is specifically needs more of that like i think there needs to be a little bit more cutting through the bullshit do you know what i mean I was, it's, and, and I have, again, I have nothing, like Peter McKinnon's from my hometown and stuff. Like I have nothing against his work or anything, but I, I, when I, sometimes when I watch some of the stuff, I'm just sort of like, this is not going to last. Do you know what I mean? Like this style is trendy. It's trendy right now. Like just as much as like even Sam Colder isn't as popular as he was before. Do you know what I mean? Like there was a while right. when like Sam Colder stuff was just like really dominating YouTube. But right. now I feel like there's a point where this sort of like quote unquote cinematic B-roll isn't really filmmaking anymore. Do you know what I mean? And I think audiences are going to get to that. They're going to wake up. They're going to get woke and be like, Hey, this is just slow-mo of generic shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I, and I think that like, there needs to be more people coming out and, and being more frank about that and not in a mean way and not in even like a downplaying way. It's just more like, right. can we all just either be self-aware about this? Right. Right. Or like start to provide an alternative. Like what's the what's the sort of next thing? Just like how when Casey was really at the top, not that he's not still at the top, but you know, when he was daily vlogging, you know, like my brother is 15 and you know, there's kids in his grade that like do the whiteout on the glasses and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got to that. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Wow. Like my brother wanted a boosted board and everything. Like it got like that, that intense. But what that does is it sort of like <laughs> fosters an entire generation of kids making the exact same types of videos, right? Right. 
And I think and right now we're in like Peter McKinnon world within the filmmaking, like B-roll side of things. And it's just making everyone do the same thing, which then just makes the audience a little bit tired of it. Right. Right. And that's why there's a huge opportunity for people to pipe in and say like, you know, like MKBHD got popular because he actually like did tech differently. He was like, I'm going to make these really simple, well shot. I'm going to have super clean audio. And that's what sort of steps him apart from all the other everybody else. Because when right. he started out, it was a mess. It was like webcam, Logitech webcam videos, right? And like crappy, <laughs> crappy sound. He was just like someone who's like, I'm just going to put some polish into this. And that's why he's done so well. Again, his personality has been right. a huge part of that as well. But it's right. like right place, right time with a lot of this stuff, right? And I feel like yeah. we are at a little bit of a point right now where there might be a little bit of like a the, the crack of the door is just like a little bit open to sort of like sneak in there and say, hey, here's a new way of doing things or here's what's wrong with everything that's being done right now, right? Yeah. I it's, mean, so, yeah, it's very interesting. It is. And it, it feels, and I'm really excited about everything you just said and I feel the same way and like how technology has gotten so advanced that where we can actually make videos that say you don't need a red camera you totally. can just you know just use this toy camera um and you'll get the same result or whatever like I love that it seems like there's more of those because it is getting like technology has <laughs> technology 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 has got <laughs> it's different it is. um it's <laughs> technology has gotten to that point and like we are so hashtag blessed to be in that kind of, like that's a really awesome problem to have is like oh, oh my absolutely. god the cameras are so good that we don't even have to like blink and think about yeah, yeah. you know how to make a so-called hashtag cinematic um content or whatever um like the, we can just whip our phone out and make the same thing and be like gotcha you didn't even know this was made you know on the iphone 3 or whatever yeah um, yeah it's a really wonderful problem to have but like what what will be the next like frontier or whatever i i i would say um a focus on storytelling absolutely that would be, like it's like exactly kind of like what we're talking about like okay yeah the camera like we don't have to like prove how good the cameras are anymore almost like no we don't everyone it's like, knows it's almost like everyone knows every camera's good now like i yeah. think like in the past like two three years it's really hard to buy a bad camera exactly i mean i would even say like in the past five or six years or yeah even no totally than that totally I mean, yeah like like i gave up i shot with a canon 5d like the og 5d not you know mark mark nothing like a mark two yeah, not yeah, yeah, even yeah. like it was oh wow like an was, og the first 5d yeah, yeah 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 the first 5d it didn't shoot video there was no electronic viewfinder i didn't even know what that stuff was until like literally a year ago um, absolutely yeah so i i was like so out of the loop but then once i figured out like i got the g7 actually was the first like smaller camera micro four thirds camera that i got i was yeah. so blown away that of how you know just like i was like this looks like an actual movie and i barely had to put totally, you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, i was no, like I i'm using the kit yeah. lens i'm not using some like hasselblad ass lens yeah we're or, talking like the the 1442 yes. kit lens on the g7 yeah yeah absolutely. you can get that thing in a cracker jack box now you know it's, <laughs> you can seriously yeah uh, it's like a party favor at a wedding it is um <laughs> at my wedding they hand those be. out instead of disposable cameras they actually yeah. they're actually disposable now they, yeah. they're 15 bucks yeah <laughs> recycle it on your way out <laughs> yeah exactly just um, give us the sd card yeah exactly but um, that was such like an eye opener to me. And I that's when I all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, you really like these YouTubers that are saying like you can use a red camera or the iPhone minus two to get the same result. I was like, I believe these people now because I like you can make like a full length feature film. I would love for somebody. This is what I would love to happen. Patrick, I would love for somebody to step up and make like an entire film on like a G7 or something. And then I totally but agree, not, man. Yeah. Just, but then not 
like and have a really really low ass budget and then just yeah. just make this beautiful film and like you don't even need the fanciest camera to have amazing sound now either you know you can get no, away no, with no. like like the road video micro i still use that thing and it was 60 dollars you know, no, you, it's a fantastic mic. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for somebody, maybe you or maybe even me, Patrick, yeah. uh, to it's step a, in and just be us. like, surprise, surprise. I got you. Um, this was filmed on $800 worth of equipment. And you then, know what's interesting about that? You know, sorry, I was to cut you off because no, no, you fine. just made me think of something. You know, what, you know, there was a movie that came out called Like Crazy. I think Anton Yelchin was it. Rest in peace. Okay. But um, it was shot on a Canon 70, like the original OG 70. And it is a beautiful film, man. It was shot on like like on on Canon L primes and stuff. Like it was shot on really nice glass, but it was shot on a Canon seventy, right at the height of like the five D Mark II, like starting to be like a video camera. The seventy was sort of like its little brother, remember? And there's a movie called Light Crazy. When you get a chance, to look it up. And for those who are listening, if you haven't seen Light Crazy, fantastic movie. And if you didn't know it was shot on a seventy, no one, you wouldn't even like blink about it. What's interesting is that you haven't really seen that happen now, and the cameras are light years better in quality from what the Canon 7D was, right? Yeah. I know Steven Soderbergh just did that Unsane movie on an iPhone 7 Plus, I think it was. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Part of me that part of me like the whole like shooting on a phone for a film is a little bit more of like the PR gimmick of it more than right. anything. But something like shooting an entire like short film or a feature on a, like a G7 or even like an A6500 or something like that, I think is is such a great way to sort of like spark the filmmaking industry into saying hey guess what remember when we all used to ring around with t3i's and 5d's and 70s and we were all saying this is the greatest thing that's since sliced bread we've lost that now because like everything got so good that now it's like it relies on talent more than anything so we have to get like fancier cameras to stand out right because like i look i look on like job posting and stuff sometimes for like cinematographers and dops and it's like must have re package must have that shit you know what i mean (laughs) like must have red red mysteria 8k weapon fucking dji ronin and whatever right right and And i'm sitting there going like like, what yeah they're like but we have no budget (laughs) we have no budget yeah you'll get an imdb credit i think (laughs) maybe if this thing ever sees the light of day (laughs) (laughs) right oh Um, my god oh that's that's actually kind of like tying into everything you just said like what so when i finally sold my 5d uh like not even three months ago or something it was like to somebody on like facebook i met up with them and they're like the reason i'm getting this is because my client i can't say who it is but it's like a film it's like a film like she was photographing like behind the scenes stuff at like a film launch or something like that um for a major motion picture whatever they said that she can't shoot with anything other than full frame (laughs) I've had those requirements too. There was actually one and I won't name them, but they said I had to shoot full frame and I ended up delivering G85 files. <laughs> you did? I did, did and they, they never said anything about it. They never said anything. Yeah. How would they know if it looked, I mean, well, I mean, let's they would know like if the, they looked. Yeah, they but, went to the yeah. exit or something, right? But I knew they were only going to use my edited selects anyways. I knew that like, the raw files that they wanted were just sort of like a nice to have. Never that's was an hilarious. issue. They were, they were over the moon with the content. Didn't give a shit. <laughs> because it's, dude, that's another, like, this could be a whole other conversation. But I feel like uh, the whole, like, full frame sensor, micro four thirds, APS-C shit doesn't oh fucking God. matter. You know, it it really does not matter. I understand some are better in low light, whatnot. But even that's a whole other fiasco. Even that shit doesn't matter sometimes. It doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. Most I, I, of the like, time. 
Most of the time, it doesn't matter. I always tell people, unless you're like a National Geographic documentary guy shooting bats right. in the cave of Chile or something, like you really don't, you really don't <laughs> need an A7S2. Yeah, then you might need a full frame A7S2. You can see in moonlight, right? <laughs> right? But for all other intents and purposes, like, you know, I have Voigtlander lens that shoots, stops down to like F095. And if I can't get enough light with that lens, then I'm just doing something wrong. You're Do doing you know what it I mean? wrong. Yeah. I'm just doing it wrong, right? There's a lot of other options to like deal with the bokeh issues. There's like, you just did that video with the 42.5, which made me buy the 42.5. Cause I was like, really? yeah, no, I, I literally bought the 42.5 last Friday. Um, nice. And I saw your video and I was like, you know, I have the 25 mil and it's nice, but it just wasn't giving me that background separation that I really wanted. But dude, the 85 mil equivalent is like perfect. Yeah. Like that just completely solved any of my qualms with like sort of like lacking shallow depth of field. Yeah. Like I shot a, I shot a wedding with it on Saturday on the J85 and it's like, it's beautiful. So yeah, if you're listening to this, guys, cheap fucking gear is the way to go. <laughs> cheap <laughs> gear, I love that's that. That's the moral shit. of the of the podcast. I have one more question for you before we wrap this up. Yes, I want to I want to talk about, and I'm sure you get asked this quite a bit because it was sort of a big deal. Oh, it was a big deal. How did the whole Apple thing come to be? I know we talked a little bit on Instagram, but I thought that was like super super dope that they used your song in one of the iPhone. It was an iPhone ad or for the portraits, right? It was uh, it was part of the shot on iPhone. Shot campaign. on iPhone. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It so uh how can I make this like a shortish story? Basically, I woke up one day and um I was getting like insane weird amounts of notifications um in Instagram. Like it was popping TF yeah. off and I was like what the hell is going on? And it said Apple and then finally I dug down, you know, almost to the bottom of that shit, which never happens. And Apple yeah, yeah. it's like Apple has tagged you in something and I was like this has got to be <laughs> an absolute joke because Apple <laughs> Apple doesn't even like tag creators because they're like so ab- above that or whatever. Totally, yeah. Remember but they then, were above social media in general like they just didn't yeah. have anything yeah They're like oh yeah we're not on instagram we don't need yeah that we're shit. not on it which is yeah, we don't need that. pretty much true but um whatever yeah so i just woke up to like this crazy amount of notifications like what the hell is going on and then i go to the i go to the post and it's like my song is in the background of one of their shot on iphone campaigns and i was like what the f is actually going on and then um i checked my voicemail because i never answered my damn phone yeah and, the same um, way. <laughs> and then the uh this company that i work with they're called marmoset um they they're based in portland they're a music license like for commercials and stuff like that kind of company. I've been working with them for a few years now um, through a mutual friend and uh, I never, like most of the stuff I had licensed was like kind of smaller stuff, like a, a small business presentation for 75 bucks, you know, stuff like that. Get these random small checks or whatever. And then all of a sudden this happens and like one of the voicemails is from uh, one of their people um, at the licensing company and he's like, yeah, we, uh, surprise, uh, we couldn't really tell you, we couldn't really tell you because it's Apple and like nothing leaks or whatever, you know, I, I was like understandable. Uh, but yeah, surprise you're in an Apple ad. So it was like, that's by, awesome. Yeah. It was insane. Like by far, like, you know, like you can check like, you know, your Spotify analytics and all that stuff. I mean, by far this song instantly became the most played song I've ever made <laughs> like even even more than like the stupid club edits yeah like an Apple commercial from any anything can like turn around a musician's like career sometimes you know what I mean like it's, yeah. it's crazy the sort of like power that they have in in their reach right I just thought that was so cool so I saw that I first off I didn't even realize you made music until I saw that which is even crazier <laughs> like I feel like you know how some people like like I was I always use like Donald Glover like Charles Gambino's for this analogy is like for some people he's a stand-up comedian for some people he was like a youtuber for some people he was on uh what's it called SNL community SNL and community yeah like people can find you in so many different ways that like their initial perception of the you probably sticks with 
them the most. You know what I mean? Like you might see me as like a photographer, filmmaker or something like that, but other people see me now maybe as a podcaster. Right. Right. So it's, it's very cool how there's just these different aspects that people sort of like come up, come upon you. Like I didn't know you're a musician until I saw that Apple thing. I was like, Holy fuck, he makes music too. This is amazing. <laughs> I didn't know I was a musician until that happened either. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I mean, and that song, uh, that song is also like, at the time uh, it was in the Apple ad, it was already like three, maybe four, no, but was it four years old? Maybe three, wow. at least three years old. And it was just, you know, basically collecting virtual dust at that point. A few people heard it. It was in a couple, you know, mixes here and there, but nothing that, you know, drastic. And that, that was like by far, you know, the most, you know, people were like, like, did they send you like 15 IMAX as payment? I was like, I fucking wish, <laughs> I, I fucking wish, wish yeah. they like showered my house. It's yeah. Apple. I was like, you're like, make, you're like, I'm just glad the they most amount me. of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm that, that tag to me is worth like way more than Absol- like 2000. I mean, I will accept said IMAX, you know, if, yeah, if yeah, they were totally. to drop off 25, you know, of their Mac pros at my desk, I would not be mad. But, um, but that was like this cool moment where I was like, you never, you just never know you what never will know, happen. Man. Yeah. You, you never, never know. know. Like, like you put out that you know your leaves video and then yeah. somebody that's like oh with national geographic is like this is the best leaves video i have ever seen in my entire life <laughs> totally. and you were and you're sitting at home you know picking your nose three years later yeah. and then national geographic's like hey we want to pay you twenty thousand dollars for this clip or whatever like just just the other day this isn't as like a huge i don't even know what the company is but like i got a random email um from like some kind of like video licensing they do the same thing but with videos for commercials they saw yeah. one of my like random ass vlogs um with like uh with an artist friend of mine it was like an art vlog i just walk around austin like hey check out my friend look what they're doing like that kind of thing they saw this video of her and they're like hey we possibly want to use those clips can you send us the raw clips for it's for a major telemarketing or telemarketing it's a major uh telecommunications company we can't say what the name and i was like what the fuck (laughs) i was like i didn't make this vlog at at all thinking like oh damn i'm gonna license this shit one day (laughs) totally yeah you know like you're like i'm probably gonna unlist this one day yeah (laughs) Yeah, I was like, nobody's yeah. gonna watch this shit because nobody on YouTube cares about the you know the Austin art scene unless I put the tag, which I did, you know, like made on the Panasonic G eighty five with this with, yeah. this with this lens combination. <laughs> so yeah, you just you know whoever's listening and you know you just never know where that stuff's gonna end up. And it's better that's not my best work that I've ever made that's in that video that may be licensed. I don't know yet, but um, you just you know if it did happen, that would be amazing, and you'd never know. So just keep making stuff like don't second guess it too much. Like if it feels right, just keep going, keep pushing for it, put it out there and then learn from it. Like don't just sit there and be like, oh, fuck, I should never make stuff again. You know, we all get to that point. No, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's just consistency and passion and just keep killing it. You know what I mean? Just keep crushing it every single day as much as possible. Yeah, make it because you want to do it and you have to do it, exactly. not because like you're forced to do it or you think it's going to make you millions of dollars. Like that would be amazing if it happens. You know, I love that coin just as much as anyone else. For sure. But at the at you know at at its core, I believe you know do it because your heart's in it and your soul is into it. Um, and then like fuck the rest. With that in mind, is there anything you want to shill for money? No, I'm <laughs> yeah. uh, um, is there anything you want to buy plug? everything on my store? Yeah, yeah. I gotta, uh, I gotta buy some merch for me, man. I've been, I was actually just looking at it right now. The never log off stuff is wicked. Where'd that? Where'd that? I, don't, I mean, this could be a rabbit hole we go down. But where'd that originally start from? It came out of my butt, Patrick. It, uh, I, it just came out of my makes, butt. That makes a lot of sense. 
<laughs> most most things actually come out of our anuses, they do. but we just they don't do. want to talk about we, it. We think it's like this like moment of brilliance or something, but it really just came while we were on the shit. Absolutely. Every, I think <laughs> every flash of genius comes from taking a good shit. <laughs> yeah. That is, I would wear that on a shirt. I would, yeah. I was actually thinking you could steal this. I, I want to make shirts. House. I want to make shirts to say I shoot JPEG. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because <laughs> you know, there's like I think Frono photo, Frozen, Frono's yes. photo. He has those I shoot raw ones. And oh my I, god! I just like joke, I just jokingly want to make I shoot JPEG. <laughs> yes, please do that. I've been joking a lot on my videos recently about the whole bokeh thing. Yeah, totally. The um, bokeh balls. You probably noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bokeh balls. Like people are starting to just comment like bokeh balls. It's LOL, awesome. Like, That's awesome. The, and I'm like, is that? Did I accidentally make that my thing? Oops. Um, so I was like, uh, I you know make, maybe make some like ugly shirt that just says like nice bokeh balls or something. Yeah. Plug the merch. Um, How do people get your merch? So people can get my merch on Ben Aqua A Q U A Ben B. B-N-A-Q-U-A dot shop. BenAqua.shop. Amazing. And that's got shirts, Simple. mugs, all kinds of crap. Check it out. Ben, this is a good chat. I enjoyed this. Yeah, this is really cool. We've never talked in this kind of way. But, no. Um, I've, Maybe I've we should make this a more work. regular thing. We should make that, this more regular. That'd be amazing. We should talk all the time, girl. All the time. I'm so down. <laughs> I need to know the deets. We're an hour difference, right? So it's like, what, four or five now for you? It is 5.10 p.m., Yes. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. You're amazing. This was a blast. It was like really, it was awesome. Really awesome talking you to you. You too. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right, dude. I'll chat with you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Cheers. All right, guys, that concludes episode nine of Top Comment. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Ben Aqua. What a super, super awesome dude. He lives up to all of the hype that he portrays on the internet. I think it's always interesting when you don't know somebody in the real world, you only know them as like their online persona. And I gotta say that Ben is just as authentic as he is online in the real world too. And we had a really great chat. I hope that him and I get to chat again for you guys because I think you guys would like that. Anyways, my name is Patrick Tomaso. This is Top Comment Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat next time I feel like talking. Cheers, guys.